69% say the doctors who prescribe, so a good chunk of it's there. But then 68%, well, you know, the people who take the painkillers, it's really their fault. Of course. So what Elton John and Bono did for AIDS and turned it on its head in the 80s and removed the stigma of some nasty disease that hit a small populace of the pain, so everybody looked at it like, ugh, and you, the stigma was to, you wouldn't even go to the doctor if you had it because you were embarrassed. The same thing's happening now. You know, Angelo, emergency rooms and, and in nursing and as a doctor in an emergency room, how often does it happen when they're, they're in that bed and the nurse pulls the curtain, doctor walks up and says, what's going on? Oh, it's another one, another overdose. And this poor soul is sitting there saying, I don't want to be here. Like, why do you talk about me like that? If they had cirrhosis or a heart condition or something else, we would give them a care plan. We would follow up with them. When they left, we called to make sure that they'd taken their medication. But this poor soul who's there now, who could use the help to, be, to survive, we kick them back down the street. As soon as we got them off and we do, we ask them, do you want the 28-day program? Because we could go through a detox. We have to ask. You have to ask. Do you know what they think on the street? This, now, this is from patient baits that I treat at a, a clinic that does for rehab. They're like, oh, no, don't take that 28-day rehab program. It'll kill you. These are the kids. So Why? The highest percentage of overdose deaths occur right after the detox. Is they bring their system almost to zero. They leave. They've tough loved, so their parents threw them out already because they stole from them. They have no friends who think that they're anything anymore. And these could have been the brightest and the best of people. They just fell down there. They're great people taking long pills. They're not bad people taking right pills. So where do they go? Their drug dealer's couch. The first thing they do is the last thing they did that put them in. They're dead. And these kids are thinking, don't go to rehab, don't go to detox, it kills you. Like, what, do you, what, what, ha what happened? So a project that I'm now working on, and I got to tell you, this thing, for those of you who saw it, I'm going to give you some updates. And for those of you who did not, Put your seatbelts on. It's going to be the biggest thing to ever impact integrative medicine. And especially because chiropractic, when I talk, I have to talk integrative medicine. If it's self-serving, they can sniff you out from a million miles away. It's not about chiropractic. It's about the model. It's about integrating everybody to get a better result and, and, and try to avoid the path for drugs and surgery. So that conversation is going to be had at the deepest of depths, and I'll explain. Um, so the objective for this program is to reduce the number of opioid overdoses. I think that right now the radio station is sitting on an AM station sitting somewhere between four to five stations and you people are hearing a lot of conversation that makes no sense. Everybody know, how many people in this room know we have an opioid crisis? Oh, see? Everywhere you go you're going to get the same thing so they know. But the problem is when you know, you think somebody's taking care of it. Mm -hmm. That's not happening. The, it, the noise and confusion of one thing or another, if we don't go upstream to fix this problem, it'll never, ever be fixed. 
That's why the, the, the strength in numbers in our organization and what you guys are doing and be able to pool people together to come in and understand and learn what an integrative model looks like will beat this thing up to no end. You know, I say that little thing, and I said it at a White House meeting once before, and I use Angelo as my example. You don't even know. But I, I say, I go fishing at the same hole every Sunday. The fish is the perfect spot, deep water, right before a waterfall. We get there one day, there's a, bodies flailing everywhere, and they're going off the edge to their demise. It's, it's unbelievable. Before I could blink, Angelo, the emergency room doctor's right at the edge, grabbing as many people as he can before they fall, because that's what they do. The primary care physician's my other buddy that I'm with, and he's building a raft and going in the middle and putting them on the raft before they get to the fall. That's what they do. I jump in and swim like an idiot as hard as I can upstream. And they're like, John, where are you going? I'm like, they're either being pushed in here or they're jumping. I'll see you guys in a little while. <laughs> That's where you fix this problem. Not with more Narcan distribution or more treatment centers. Go up there and follow this guy's lead and create a model that's going to get them better. So, so breakthrough's just not easy. That channel, an AM station, is really buzzing along. You don't understand. You may not hear. Now we got all these other problems. You got vaping. You got gonorrhea alert, flu outbreak. <laughs> Me too. This is happening. That's how we got so we're so desensitized to all these problems, along with the mental health issues and overprescribing. It's so we just think everyone's working on it because it's so much. They're, they're do. Thank God there's somebody doing something. Well, they're not. So to break through, I went to Hollywood and the music industry, and I said we need to do something here at a level. Like Kim Kardashian says, I have a wedgie, but I like my underwear. A million pairs sell like. In an hour. <laughs> I know, because I bought a pair. No, no. <laughs> Strike that. Um, <laughs> so, I had a meeting with these guys. Hi, I'm Joe Russo. And I'm Anthony Russo. Russo. And we just wrapped and shooting the fourth and we just wrapped final shooting Avengers the film and are getting excited about our next project. One of which is the effort to end a necessary opioid overdose with the help of our friend, Dr. Jack. With the help of our friend. We have seen firsthand the devastation that opioids have brought to communities like our hometown, Cleveland, Ohio. So this is a very personal project for us. We're excited to support Dr. Rosa. We're excited to help Dr. Rosa. The ideas you're about to see combined to see combined experiences with public figures and Hollywood storytellers to create content that will be to create content that will be we're so proud to be a part of Dr. Rose's so proud to be a part of and we hope you'll choose to be a part of it and we hope you'll choose to be a part of it thanks very much thank you thanks very much so Avengers Endgame is officially the highest grossing film ever made of all time of all time these guys are top of the food chain in Hollywood right now, and we're working with them. Wow. Hi, I'm Joe Russo. And I'm Anthony Russo. And we just so wrapped the shooting idea the fourth is to take and final Avengers film. We're getting I went excited to about our studio next project. One down, of which is the effort to end hours. a necessary opioid overdoses with the help of our friend, at the Dr. White House Russo. Level is We've seen firsthand the devastation that. that opioids have brought to communities like... You know a lot when you go in those rooms. I know a lot about what I know, like our, what we know, 
<laughs> I don't know a lot about all that. So now I'm like, you know, I, I would say that I'm an expert in almost the entire onion that peeled back before because I was forced in it. They say 10,000 hours of work is to be an expert in something. Well, I'm going to tell you in the last five years, no one's touching my expertise on this. So now I, I get interviewed and now they're like, okay, we need to destigmatize because based on what you said, we've got a big problem. One in 10 people who suffer with addiction go for help because they're embarrassed. They don't want to tell anybody. They feel ridiculed and they're out of their parents' house or they've been kicked out by their spouse or they're just lost in space. Engage and entertain. You've got to kind of give something at a Hollywood flair to kind of get people to pay attention and then inspire some sort of action. So what we came up with was to produce a movie trailer of a movie that never comes out. Because a movie, you could really dig into a conspiracy story over a three, four, five minute clip of a movie trailer that will be played in movie theaters. It will be shared virally like nobody's business and you'll see why. And there'll be a song, because every good movie has a hit song, and I have Cara Diaguardi, does everybody, anybody remember Cara? She was an American Idol judge. Uh, for a couple of years, she's the most prolific number one songwriter, hit number one hit songwriter for all. She did Sober with Pink. She's done. She works with Kelly Clarkson and Carrie Underwood and Hootie. And I mean, the list is ridiculous if you look it up. She's actually three quarters of the way written the song. And I didn't even update you guys, but this is like another cool sidebar story. She, her father is on the board at the Phoenix House, which is a, a, a rehab drug rehab facility, and like home for people who suffer, and he asked her to support it. She's like, I'm not giving you money. I'm building five studios inside these facilities. Let them write their words and sing their songs, and you know what that feels like. You get that out, it's your Superman, and that was incredible. So she says during our jam sessions to write this destigmatizing song about the crisis, do you mind if I have the kids write part of the song? So... What are you going to say, no to Kara? What a story. I mean, how cool is that? So they're the ones who are suffering. They're digging deep. So initially, the song was called uh, Help Me Till I'm Me Again. And I had a local artist, Jenna Feeney, our, our good friends of the family, put some words down to kind of get it together. Went up to Kara's house, sat at the piano, were jamming away. And she's like, tell me more about how they suffer. Tell me what it is like. She's like, oh, my God. Most of these people are using to escape a problem. You're saying, help me till I'm me again. What if me again is what caused them to, to, to be on the drugs? Mm -hmm. She flipped the damn song in half, now with completely different lyrics, all about telling the story of the person who just, it's not help me till I'm me again, it's help me to be the person I should have been. Mm. Right? Mm. So this is really cool. I got, there's so much stuff going on with it. So the trailer, there's your Hollywood billboards. I love the way they put these things together. The Addicted States of America, How a Cure Became a Killer. Look at the graphics on that. You got the wow. syringes in the middle, the pills in the flag, a real eye catcher. So the press release will go out that this whole sinister plan of how all the things I said went wrong so I could remove the stigma and get you guys upset and get mad, it's going to be in this thing. This trailer is going to unravel the story of how we were pushed aside, integrated medicine, chiropractic, the things we know work, in lieu of medication <coughs> over this period of time where 5,000 years of a history of, of helping pain got demolished in a 20 to 30 year period because of greed. It's a great story, but eye-opened to a lot of the public. 
So, here's the kicker. So, I, after they, sit, they call me up, like you're sitting down, I'm like, dude, you guys are telling me we're going to do a movie trailer. I thought we were going to maybe do a PSA and I was going to get the mic and be like, don't do the take drugs. Like, now what am I sitting down for? They said, well, we gave it some thought. We want the stars in the movie to be people who passed away from an overdose. So when you get your neighbor's kid who passed to be in a movie, that's morbid. When you get Philip Seymour Hoffman, Heath Ledger, people who died of, of a heroin overdose, to, they can digitize now and get them to come back and star in wow. this film. You want to talk about viral content? This is going to be the most shared thing out there because it's, it's intriguing. It's Hollywood. It's, you know, how did they do that type of thing? Heath Ledger, Philip Seymour Hoffman, River Phoenix, Prince, Mac Miller, Tom Petty on the music side. The video, I'm like, I'm sitting with her saying, well, we're going to have the movie. If the song's good, we'll do a video and we'll get people like Tom Petty to be singing. But she's looking at me like I have three heads. She's like, you could do that? Like, what do you, Tom Petty, Mac Miller, how are you going to? So I explain it to her. She's like, well, what if I got a stage with like a bunch of people like We Are the World? What, what could they do then? I'm like, I don't know. I'll call up. You get the phone rings, the production company on the phone. You're like, hey, I'm sitting here with Carrie. She's got asking me if I could, like, John, you get a stage with eight or ten artists. We'll put eight or ten more, because there's no shortage, on that stage with them and cut to their, them singing a section of the song, and it will be the biggest thing that ever happened in the music industry. And like, I'm like, I, I don't even know what to do with myself. I'm not staring. You're beautiful, by the way, and that's not why I'm staring at you. I just get. But I keep. I always pick a person in the audience that I focus on. So I don't want you to think. Be like, why is he staring at me? He's yelling. He's mad. He's swinging. That's no, not. I, don't, I just had to. Had to get that off my chest. I'll focus somewhere else. I'll go to the Reverend. I'll go on this side. <laughs> but damn, you're beautiful too. Okay. It's not thank even you. fair. Thank you. Thank you. Um, then. Also, it's starring in the movie and a film will be people who have, are successfully through an addiction or battling some, some way their own. So it'll be somebody who passed. Like Jamie Lee Curtis was in People magazine and came out with a 10-year addiction to pills that even her sister couldn't understand who she's closest with until she came out and said, I'm done with this. I can't do it. Demi Lovato actually got in t contact with mm -hmm. her mother, and she's like, she died and was brought back. She didn't just overdose. She's not in a good place. She's home with us. She's creeping out of this thing, so she's getting better and better and better. And my prediction on getting this project done was going to be first quarter in 2020, and it looks like we're on track to do that. So maybe she could be some, in some way involved on the music side. But we have no shortage, guys. I mean, there's so many people. And the project's just so cool that how would they not want to be involved? We reached out to some of them, and they're like, oh, yeah, problem with Hollywood is you got to get to the 50-yard line. They don't even want to talk to you. They're all like, wow, this is the best thing. Oh, my God, I'm in. I'm gonna, when you raise a million dollars, how much is it going to cost? Two million? Three million? Okay, when you get to one million, call us back. I'm like, what the fuck? What? Like, what? Wait. Like, what? <laughs> like, because you get all, you're, like, you're jacked up, excited. Like, they're in, they're in. And then it's like, well, you give because they, and I know why, because once you have a brand, you can't associate yourself with something that may not come to fruition. So they all want in, but they're going to get you to that point. There is no way I have two minutes left. Am I the last speaker? Yeah. Am I boring anybody yet? No. no. I can keep going just a hair? Yeah. Because I don't like to talk, though. <laughs> Especially in front of people. 
<laughs> Only in the shower. <laughs> Only in the shower. <laughs> Talk, sing, dance. Housekeeping. No. Um, so the trailer, imagine the storytelling on how that trailer is going to unwind. We have this kind of a vision of including like aces, because sometimes aces, Reverend, you know about these adolescent childhood experiences mm -hmm. that cause them to set up these neurological pathways of not liking who they are and where they are, and they use something to escape where they are. Mm -hmm. So we're looking to involve kind of all the small pieces, like daddy's teaching the little girl how to ride a bike and holding the wheel, let's go, and then his cell phone rings and he's like this. She falls, takes him a bit to even realize, and he goes running over. It's just this hidden little idea that, hmm, like, what, what did that mean? And then as an executive in a pharmaceutical company and how they, what they're doing to make things go wrong, and that little girl grows up and plays soccer, gets hurt, goes to the doctor, and he's climbing the ladder of success in the pharmaceutical company, and now she's taking medication and medication and medication and ends up on heroin, and he's climbing the ladder, and I got this massive story until he, the only person he can't help is his daughter, and it's just like, and I, I mean, you, you got the Hollywood like, telling you this stuff, and you're like shaking in your boots. Well, they said, look, when you're going to talk to people and let them understand what you're doing, we're going to make a ripomatic for you. A ripomatic is we're going to steal little pieces of film from other pictures and glue them together so you can just get a feeling of what it's going to be like. But imagine it 1,000 times stronger. I'm Dr. John Rosa. I've spent the last five years on the front lines of the opioid epidemic, speaking around the nation, working with the White House, and treating addiction before and after it starts. The opioid epidemic is the largest public health crisis of our time. But those addicted to opioids aren't villains. They're victims. They're ambushed by a system that should have protected them, which is why I've launched Overdose Free America, a not-for-profit that's working with some of the biggest celebrities from movies and music to raise awareness and save lives like the famed Italian singer Andrea Bocelli, Grammy-winning songwriter and producer Cara Diaguardi, and a production company owned by the Russo brothers, the visionary directors of Avengers Endgame and Infinity War. We'll break through with music and entertainment that gets shared and talked about. Overdose Free America was founded to take the stigma out of opioid abuse and give people the tools they need to manage pain, like access to integrative medicine, chiropractic, physical therapy, acupuncture, and mindfulness. Big Pharma is spending $26 billion a year marketing their drugs. The integrative medical community spends a fraction of those billions. We may never outspend Big Pharma, but we can definitely outsmart them with viral content that puts integrative medicine in the spotlight like never before. Your donation will help our industry get the coverage it deserves. Together, we can beat the opioid epidemic. So please, donate now. Imagine that on steroids, because that was glued together with strange footage. But it makes every hair in your body stand up. Yeah to think that you could deliver such an empowering message. And it doesn't even have my whole message. They just put it together so I had something to explain to people. So I'm on the hump raising money to get this project done. 
If you don't have something empowering like that, when you're in a room with a corporation or a, 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 an organization or a state association or, or the governments themselves, you've got to have something to put you sink your teeth in. So that's going to be much better. So obviously the Russos are friends with everybody in the, in the Hollywood world. So you have Robert Downey Jr., who overdosed six times on heroin, and I was with them on set when they were filming Endgame. And he has a doctor that walks around with him in everything that he does with the little you know, uh, doctor's bag just in case something happens because he still has issues. He's under control. He does real well. But we're trying to get him to be at the end of that trailer would tail off and he would come on and say, hey, look, I, I've had problems myself. This is not a movie. This is not fiction. This is a real problem. For more information, go to overdosefreeamerica.org and you can find out more about the crisis. That's where we tell our story. That's where we get a chance. When I say we, it's not me. This is my project. I'm dictating every single word that's in it. But it's not me. It's us. We're going to put this team together. Mike, I mean, we're going to get the best and the brightest when this thing is right in and sit down and say, how, what do we say? What are the bites? What are the words? How do we make sure they understand that we are a solution to this problem? You're going to land on the website, and it's going to, you could play the video again. Then there's three things you can go to. Realize, return, and reach out. Realize the danger. That, you click on it, and it takes you to the, the realize the danger. One pill, can kill, one pill can kill campaign. If any of you follow me on Facebook, you see incessantly how I post stuff. And I did a video that ended up getting like over 16,000 views in one or two days because my video is telling parents as you're sending your kids back to school and college, Please let them know that every year, that first year that they go, that people drop like flies. They've never been on drugs before, and these pills are being pressed in the basement of somebody's house. They're mixing fentanyl into it, and it's a Xanax that's stamped. I could go right now, take my phone off, order a pill, pill machine. It'll be at my house before I get home. And the die cuts that you put in the machine that say Xanax, Percocet, whatever you want, you could buy them on the Internet. And then I'll go in my basement and just put some sugar, cocaine, heroin, sprinkle fentanyl moon dust. And, there's, and I'm sitting there with a credit card mixing it up. So when the pills get made, I put them in a bag. I give them to the guy to go to college campuses because these kids are stressed out. They didn't get the grades they thought they would get. They were freshmen. They were not going to disappoint their parents. And somebody says, hey, this will calm you down. Don't worry about it. I've, we all, I've taken a million times. And it's a press pill. has fentanyl in it. Goodbye. University of Boulder had eight people this past, uh, last fall semester in one night drop. Never took a drug in their life. The other one is um, mental health. So there I have Demi Lovato because she has mental health issues, but it's why she has her addiction things. I could try to get her to be that one. But that'll talk about how the onion getting unraveled and sitting at the base of it is mental health issues. I'm not talking about schizophrenia or, or bipolar or real, like, I'm talking about mild anxiety and mild depression is what sets a path for some people to get us to escape. Is anybody familiar with Rat Park? The study Rat Park? I'll make it very simple, very short. An isolated rat in a cage, two bottles, water, morphine-laced bottle of water. That isolated rat eventually goes to the morphine lace bottle over and over and over again. It becomes addicted and dies. Rat Park is a room this size with a couple of hundred rats running around, spin wheels, intimacy, food. Has every, it's utopia for rats. Same bottles are in there. They go to the morphine lace bottle once and never return to it because it changed their perception of what was perfect. 
But the isolated rat hated being in isolation and eventually wanted to escape it. And how do you do that? By getting the mu receptors, opioid, to give you that dopamine response and feel like it's not so bad. It's not a high. It's, I call it the I don't give a crap drug because it just makes you feel like, and any of you who have ever taken it, you know what I mean. It's like it really just says, makes you feel numb like you don't care. Now, even more of an issue is they took the rat when it was addicted before it overdoses and they put it into Rat Park on its own in the corner, shaking its way out and came off of it on its own. So that tells you the simplicity of isolation versus your, what our tribes are and our feel-good pieces of being part of a society and making sure we can get things done. Society's broken. We're not doing it anymore, so we're creating a, sus a susceptible population. This is kind of the story that gets told there. Find an alternative to opioids. Well, that's interesting. On the website, that's going to get 500 million hits in the first week that we put the movie trailer out. Where, what is that? Oh, you could put a zip code in and find a place that will treat you instead of taking an opioid. My guess is that there's people that want to be on that list. Yeah. Return is the next one. This is what we were talking about earlier. You can save lives. Put your zip code in, it'll tell you where you can go. National Take Back Day, I was, the first one was two years ago. I'm at the meeting. I'm like, excuse me, why do we have a National Take Back Day? <laughs> do it every day? <laughs> now, across the nation, if you find like certain drugstores, municipalities. They weren't doing it, and I got the answer, was because people were take-back days when they weren't organized. They were taking them and then bringing them to the street. Yeah, municipalities, there were police officers, there were um, pharmacies. They would put it all in a barrel and get it out and then disperse it and sell them. So they did it very strategically, but now it's that, that's changed. So, and then reach out for help. A lot of times, if, if I could get this story out enough and people get their attitudes changed and we remove stigma on what that really is and say, we put these poor souls into a situation that if you believe, if you believe in anything that's up there, you have to believe in the one that's down there. And he's grabbing our ankles every damn day. And I'm like, and I know because he sometimes grabs mine and just kick his ass in the head and go on. <laughs> Got Reverend behind me there. I heard him. Um, actor stories. Here's another cool thing. So every quarter, every four months or so, we get the actors who've passed away, the, song, the um, music industry people who've passed away. We're going to have a spot on here that rotates. So every quarter, every six months, there'll be another one. You click on it. It's going to have Philip Seymour Hoffman saying, hey, I'm not here anymore. This is when I started. This is what I did, and this is the day that it took me. Don't do that. Then you click on six months from now, and it's Prince. And he gets on and says, I had no idea. This is not what I wanted. I didn't know that this was path that was going to be handed to me. This is how I started. This is my path. This is the day it took me. Six months later. I mean, we, with the digitizing technology they have, you could put anybody you want on there. So when this gets that viral, believe me, you, we don't have to call the estates. They're going to want to jump in because why wouldn't you want your legacy of your loved one who passed from that, we all know, to have the story? Mac Miller, I already have a back door to because they just locked up the guy that sold him. I don't know if you saw on the news. They found the guy that sold him the stuff that was laced that killed him and they locked him up. 
was only a year and a little bit ago. Um, yeah, the people in that ring, they're going after them now. That's what you got to do. Mm -hmm. The problem is it's not just the drug dealers that are sending it out. How about the drug dealers in Armani suits and, and white coat lab coats? How about yeah. those guys? Tell it. Um, there'll be an area memorial, so if you're on your computer, you scroll over and the state might pop up. You can click on it and then it'll go deeper. And if you want to make a donation and put a, a memorial page up, you can actually have something. But the memorial page won't be, won't be morbid because we're going to force the good story of who the person was. So it may be something like this. Alan was a beautiful, fine, happy, caring young man. He loved his family. It'll tell the story of where the addiction came from. All of it's stigma removing. Stigma removing, stigma removing. Let's talk about how these people went down a bad path. Obviously a donate page. These are the, build, the obviously the pictures of the people who we get to play in it will be these faces that are on there. But that's the movie poster you'll see when you go to the movies that line the hall. You'll see this. And this, captive final role. The Addicted States of America. CBS already said, when you pull it off, let us know. We'll donate most, but we'll have to pay for some. They'll put it up on billboards just to get buzz. How a Cure Became a Killer. The role she almost died to play. That would be somebody who's suffering. Captivated final role. A curtain call is a must-see. It gets people... You know, if that was Philip Seymour Hoffman's face and you see a billboard of a movie coming out, Addicted States of America, and it's a curtain call, it makes people want to know what, what, it, what are they doing? What's the plan? Mm. Banners and social media, Instagram. Now, New York Times already said, when you get to that point, let us know. We'll do a whole back-end story on how the project started, where did it come from. And then, you know, you get those kind of people. There's a lot of white, comfy couches that are going to need to be filled to be saying... Where did this come from? Like, who's Dr. Rosa? Well, who's his team? Yeah, we're looking at it. Yeah. I've seen you speak, and you got it down. So when we get the call, there'll be some of us to be able to be in different regions to say, well, I'm part of this strategic team. I don't mind. I don't have to do this alone. I don't want to do this alone. And then you have branding sites. So we have ability for bigger companies of people. You might know people in this room that are, you're associated with companies that may want to do something in that space. Or maybe there's a company, it's a construction company, landscaping company, and they've had their own problems. Maybe 10% of their people are affected. And they've actually lost people and they want to do something back in their community. Send them my way because we could get them this. It could be Overdose Free America forward slash their name of their company. And they could use it as a payback to the people that are within their system to say, look, we're, we're, we're trying to help because our people are affected. That's not a bad campaign. And it varies depending on the size of the company they may want to be in there. That's the government. That's Maryland. Blue Cross Blue Shield I spoke to. It's a little too hot for them right now. Aetna. Um, Under Armour. We're talking to Under Armour. I'm hoping that they will jump in. Sports people, you know how that goes. There's a high percentage of high school and college level athletes. Forget about professional level. It's like candy for them. There's a lot of people that are on it. We just had that picture from the Angels you saw that just passed. He's 20-something years old. They found mm -hmm. him in his room because he was prescribed it, and then they wouldn't give it to him, and he went and found some. The anthem song, very similar. It's going to be, I basically told you about how that will be, but on the website it will be really interactive. You could enter and you could dedicate the song to somebody and put it on your social media feed. Say, I dedicate this song to my brother so-and-so. And then the voice of God will come over as you send it out and will say, this song is dedicated to, and then it gets kind of shared. And it will also get more eyes to be like, where did this come from? How did, what is it? Um, it will be an interactive song, too, so we're trying to get other popular artists to, on their cell phone or in their recording studios raw to do like a line or a bar. 
and say whatever, tape it, and then we pop it up on the site because they'll be like give them a chance to. They don't have to sing the song, but they could do teasers about it. Here's some of the team. Andrea Bocelli gave me a letter of support. So when I knew he was doing his own nonprofit work three weeks ago, I flew out and met with him and supported his. Um, there's a possibility we're working on his promoter in the States. I know the owner of the Florida Panthers who has a 20,000-seat arena, and he literally handed it to me and said, if you can get him, he'll sell out in 30 minutes, do a benefit concert, the place is yours. So, yeah, that would be, that would be insane. So uh, that's, that's, that's cooking. Oh, back. Oh, here's a how great I am slide. Oh, boy. You guys know, you know that guy on the top? Top left Leon, to you. Leonardo. Who? Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio. I love this picture. That's Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> That's me over his shoulder. With <laughs> Andre Bocelli. It's like you, you go, I got major man crush sometimes. You definitely, you I have a man crush. You get a man crush, you get a man crush, you get a man crush. That was awkward. I was like, I was like a mush. <laughs> well, the Karate Kid, how about we get him to do a couple of things? Mm -hmm. Hassan, chop. Um, <laughs> That's just, uh, I don't, I'm really not putting it up there to yeah. brag. I want you guys to know that I'm not lying, that my network and my ability to do something like this, it's true. Like, these are the places, these are the halls I'm in, these are the people I'm communicating with. It's going to happen. We're in the midst of um, that slide before the raise. That's a very, it's a high budget. I didn't change the number on that. Can you go back a slide? I don't know why my back button is not. I did this and it was 1.8 or 2 million up to 8 million. And when I went into some of the companies, they're like, dude, you had me at the edge of my seat. I couldn't even move. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. And then you put up a number like that. Like, you're, you can't do what you just said for that amount. I'm like, I called them up. I'm like, God, I changed the slide because I think, you know, they're not believing that we could, because it's, a lot of it's donated. You can't get camera guys and digitizers, they're unionized. You're not going to get them to work for free. But we're getting a lot of the muscle for free. So it won't be terrible to pull up. You've got website interactive stuff. This is like the list of all the different things that they put in as estimate. But most of the chunk is the media buy, which do you think we're going to have to buy any media spot? You know, YouTube came to me and said, I'll, I'll bankroll the whole thing. I said, no, it's my message, not yours. And by the way, you're going to be the one spreading it. <laughs> Why would I want you to determine what I have to say? This That's is going right. to be our story. This is going right. to be our story. So, and a couple of other companies have said that they would want to give enough, but I'm like, you know, I want a little from a lot. I want my soldiers. I want my, you know, you know, get the community behind it and make a noise. So when you're talking about this, say, oh, how did you pull this off? Oh, you know, a couple of groups of people. That ain't my guy. You'll hear from him. State associations across the country. Oh, it's integrative med. Well, if it wasn't for integrative medicine, I wouldn't have got this project off the ground. Yeah. So after that's done, the series or the franchise, Addicted States of America is really cool because you could take it anywhere you want to go. But we're going to take that little clip and then make 30-minute um, documentaries that will go into 
additional, additional content, integrative healing, pain and killers, our big pharma, Duke, doctors, Congress, and America into pushing aside integrative treatment methods in favor of opioids, a dangerous quick fix. That's, that's going to be a 30-minute documentary that will star your leader. Ambushed by a bottle, how big pharma and the VA set a deadly trap for the veterans. Faster, stronger, higher, sports. This is a term I coined a, a year ago with Generation O. One thing we don't talk about, which sickens me, is there's hundreds of thousands of children who mm -hmm. don't have their parents because they're incarcerated or dead from an overdose. And they're with their grandparents who can't afford to take care of them or in foster care or alone. We don't even bring that up in part of the, the not even the economics of it, but just the sad state. Every person knows at least six people who love them at a minimum. So imagine how much, it's a thousand people a week that we lose, how many people are actually addicted, how many people are actually dependent, how many people are actually starting this crisis and disrupting their families, and how many of these little guys are out there with nobody to take care of them. And that's all I got to say about that.